Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am here with my team member, Mary Baker. Hey, Mel. Hey, sorry, I don't have my headphones on right now, so it's a little strange. (laughs) (laughs) And we are joined by the one and only Tracy Grady. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Wonderful to be here. Yes, well, thank you so much for coming. Um, And then we have Ryan Stanton manning the phones. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Howdy, howdy. Happy uh, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) Isn't it Happy Torture Tuesday? Yeah, well, that's (laughs) what they say. That's what they say at uh, kickboxing. It's Torture Tuesday, but we're trying not to be that way here. (laughs) At W A T G, it's not a torturous Tuesday. It's not a torturous Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Ryan Stanton is our producer tonight, and he will be taking all of your calls live with us all night. Well, not all night until seven (laughs) thirty. Again, we're here again at till seven thirty, which is super exciting for us. We typically are done by seven, but um, you guys just couldn't get enough of us. Well, last week was our first week until 7.30 and I've gotten a lot of great feedback about like we didn't feel rushed and we really got through the topics and everything so mm-hmm. we're excited to be here till 7.30 but if you do have any questions tonight you can call in 781-837-4900 even if you don't have a question you just want to tell us how your Tuesday is going we'd <laughs> love to hear fun. we'd love to hear you <laughs> um, so Tonight, uh, we have um, sort of a heavy topic here. We, we hear about it a lot. Um, well, it's a t- I feel like it's not heavy, taboo. It's, it's kind of like a, a taboo, taboo ta- topic. It, it's a taboo no matter where. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And since Talk Real Estate on WETD is your source to connect you to all things real estate on the South Shore, we are excited about this topic, aren't we? Very, very, very tough. Two permit 
or not to permit. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a decision that every homeowner makes um, when doing construction or updates on their home. Um, So we're going to be sort of um, taking the next hour and 15 minutes or so um, to sort of debunk the myths um, of pulling permits Mm -hmm. and the benefits of doing so. Um, So... To, we don't want to get too heavily into the topic because I know we have uh, Lisa DeMilo coming in any second here. But um, The fabulous Lisa DeMilo. Lisa. What was it one time that you said that she I was... I call a- her a turkey, but I didn't mean <laughs> it like... Nobody knows what that meant. I didn't, I, well, isn't that... Isn't it... What's a turkey? It's some type of sport. It's a. Um, I think it's, it's a an animal, term. isn't it? Yeah, I maybe. It's an it's animal. A, it's a bird it's a that bird. flies. <laughs> and it does fly. She I was just soaring in for the traffic report. I saw a herd of turkeys flying. It's I not pretty. We went to my McNamara Financial for you our did. meeting. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that they flew until that. But very it's not moment. pretty to watch a turkey fly. It, it was looks like painful. It was it's like watching a blimp <laughs> fly. <laughs> it's like up, up, get up. <laughs> you can do it. You can fly. You, you can have fly. wings. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, we'll just you know roll on I suppose we'll we'll wait until Lisa can chime in but anyway so our topic tonight is to permit or not to permit um, like I said before we do have Tracy Grady from the Grady team with us tonight um, who has some building department experience for the past 10 years or so correct um, so you are going to be giving us your wisdom and your permitting <laughs> process such ideas as so best as I, I got can. lots of questions yes. for you Trey. I'll bet you do, uh, <laughs> I do. Yeah. everybody always has questions my day is spent answering do yeah. I need to pull up yeah. you almost got some text messages from me earlier today <laughs> no yeah. I know strictly you are to call Jim <laughs> you're called to call Jim during the day <laughs> um, but yeah so but yeah. and you are of course on a team with your husband Jim Grady um, so you want to talk a little bit about yourself I know typically we do an agent spotlight um, yep. but tonight we're just highlighting you for the whole <laughs> hour and 15 wow. Feeling pretty special here tonight. Pretty special, yeah, yeah. Um, So why don't you tell our listeners, you have actually been on the show a couple times. Um, Well, actually, you know what? I just got the wheels on the bus. Go round and round. So we do have um, Lisa DeMilo from the WATD Traffic Center. How's it looking out there, Lisa? Well, I don't know, Melissa. I mean, really? (laughs) I heard the turkey talk. Let's talk turkey here. (laughs) <laughs> I, you know, I thought that was Sharon that called me a turkey. I didn't realize it was you, Melissa. Oh, no, oh, no. It was Mary. It was Mary. Oh, it was Mary. Okay. Oh, yeah, she can hear us. <laughs> I didn't know you could hear us. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to get paranoid about it. I know you meant it in the warmest sense of the word. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But uh, let's talk turkey about this traffic. I'll tell you, it is just a mess on the expressway southbound, inching along from the tunnel all the way down to the split. Northbound stop and go from Granite Ave, up past Naponset Circle, and again approaching the tunnel. Route 3 south, you're on the brakes down past Union Street, and northbound is good. I'm not seeing any issues on the Bourne or Sagamore bridges. Route 24 south, still tough from 128 down through Avon, and it's been like this all day. And Route 44 is good. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center.
Talk Real Estate continues on WATD. Now, let's connect with this week's Boston Connect Real Estate's Weekly Agent Spotlight. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. Back. Do you like that? <laughs> I like we the effect. Spotlight. Yeah. So this, typically this is the time when we have one of our um, agents at Boston Connect Real Estate call in and sort of be the highlight of our show for the for a couple of minutes. But we decided to have you on today because of our topic. Very, very important. Um, and like I said, you do have a lot of great experience with the building department. But um, but do please introduce yourself to some of our listeners that haven't catched you, haven't caught you, catched you, caught oh, you, caught, caught you yeah. on some of the shows that you have done with us in the past. Yeah, I have been lucky enough to be on here a couple of times. I am a Jim, my husband Jim and I work as a team in real estate. Jim and Tracy, we're called the Grady team, mm-hmm. working through Boston Connect Real Estate. <laughs> uh, we've been doing it for about four years now, and um, we've had the luck to have done some really amazing projects here in Pembroke and the surrounding towns. Um, we've been able to do some new construction condos and a mm-hmm. lot of new construction homes, which yeah. is, you know, not always the easiest thing to do no. right out of the gate. They, but Those homes need a lot of permits, right? Yeah, those they all need permits. Yes, many different many, permits many and permits. lots of sign-offs. Yes, yes. exactly. Yep. Um, yes, yeah, so our topic tonight, we're going to be doing to permit or not to permit. So we want to talk about the importance of pulling permits when doing work on your home, um, even if you're not planning to sell right now. Correct. Um, yep. You know, the, this is super important because it's not... Our, our show isn't just for, um, you know, listeners who are thinking about selling their home. It's for everybody. If right. you own a home, if you ever think about owning a home, if you're renting right now, anybody, any demographic, we want to cater to. So even this topic um, can um, relate to people who are just, you know, they Absolutely. own their home right now and they're not planning on, on selling. Um, so when are you required to pull a permit? So anytime you're doing something structural at your house you are required to pull a permit. Mm -hmm. Um, You do not need to pull a permit for the few things that are painting, hardwood floors, Mm -hmm. uh, rearranging a room, doing things like that. (laughs) You don't need a permit for that. Um, But anything that's going to be structural, and the reason it's so important is when you, a lot of people, I think one of the most common things is I'm putting in a new kitchen. Yeah. And I'm putting in brand new cabinets and everything's staying exactly where it is. Mm -hmm. But, so do I need to pull a permit? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do need to pull a permit because nine nine out of ten times you're going to need some electrical work done because it's rare that you're going to be able to pull, you know, the the boxes off the wall and Mm -hmm. not need to have your outlets covered. And as a homeowner, you cannot do your own electrical work. It has to be a licensed electrician. (laughs) Sorry, we just got on Facebook Live. We've had a few technical difficulties, (laughs) but now we are on Facebook Live. Mary, you have to get into the shop. (laughs) Oh, there she is. Oh, can I not just be all on me? Okay. Yes. So um, so So, doing a kitchen, yes. Doing a kitchen um, is always a good one. People often ask that question because it seems like there's no construction work done. And, you know, you could argue the point that um, you're not really doing a lot of construction work, Mm -hmm. but you're in your Your, best interest. Your daughter's watching. She said, go, Mom. Oh, good. Hey, Taylor. (laughs) Down in Nashville. Hey. Facebook Um, Live all the way from Nashville. I know. I'm feeling pretty special now. (laughs) Multi-state. Um, 
Yeah, so back into the to the idea. When you replace your cabinets in your kitchen, you're going to pull a permit, and you're going to have a date and a time stamp on that. Mm-hmm. So when you go to sell your house five, ten years down the line, or somebody else buys your house and then comes back and wants to know when you redid your kitchen, the paperwork will be in the files. Yeah. And that way you can go back and say, I replaced my kitchen in 2018, and that was the year I did it. So in the future, people can go back and say, that's when they did it. Roofs are the biggest. Oh, yeah. Roofs are the most important thing to get a permit to do because you're never going to remember what year mm-hmm. you replaced your roof. Oh, 100%. And <laughs> we as, just have this issue. <laughs> it's 10 years. It's 30 years. I, think it's, uh, I know, just it's did wrong. it. And you go back in the folder and they, they did it eight years ago. Less, so it's yeah. not Less just, than 10 years. Okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> did you old? Years. Is it 10? Yeah. yeah. Would you um, suggest that if anybody has sort of a question or they're questioning whether or not I do need a permit, could they just come down to town hall? Yep. You can go at any town hall, any town that you're in has a building department, Mm -hmm. and the building inspector or the building Mm -hmm. inspector's assistant secretary in the office Mm -hmm. should be able to answer any of your questions. And then if it's something that's more complicated, then one of the building inspectors can certainly have a sit-down one-on-one with you to discuss your project and go about the best way Mm -hmm. to pull your permits and, you know, make sure the work is done properly. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it really a big deal if you don't pull a permit? It kind of goes back to that date and time stamp that says, you know, this is when you pulled your permit. Homeowners can pull their own permits. Mm -hmm. As a homeowner, you are allowed to do work on your own house. Mm -hmm. You are not allowed to do electrical work and you're not allowed to do plumbing and gas work. That has to be done by a licensed electrician and a licensed plumber or gas technician. Okay. So the idea is that you, you definitely need to pull a permit if you're doing, if you're going to be doing any type of structural work to your house, it yeah. has to be, you have to pull a permit to mm-hmm. get that done. There are people that don't pull permits. So now you're kind of going into a situation where you go to the file, they redid their basement. There's no permits pulled to have done the basement. It doesn't mean the work was not done to standards yeah. or professionally. Mm-hmm. It just means that no permits were pulled to do the work. So you can't really verify it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you can talk to the homeowner. I mean, a lot of cases, the basement was done prior to the person that's now selling the house. So this is a, a question that like I often think about. So if I'm having a contractor come in and refinish my basement, I'm not handy at all. Mm-hmm. As a homeowner, I'm not pulling the... Like, I, I wouldn't expect that I'm going to be pulling the permits. Mm-hmm. I, I would kind of think that it would be on them. I know in real estate, uh, I've come across it and I show our team has come across it several times where the contractor, whomever that was, didn't go ahead and pull the permits mm-hmm. and really kind of didn't even notify the homeowner. So in th- I mean, I feel like that's a trick from a real estate perspective. Mm-hmm. It's super, super tricky because seller can think or buyer thinks that everything was done entirely professionally and to the standards of which the town would expect. Correct. And then they go, buyers are doing their due diligence and find out, no, you know, your wet bar down in the basement was never permitted. You don't have any you plumbing have plumbing permit. You don't have yeah. any of that permit. Um, which, as I always say to people, when people come into the town hall, it's important to trust your contractor. Mm-hmm. And any contractor should have, and the town does require it, if the contractor is pulling the permit, you have to have a construction supervisor's license and you have to have a home improvement contractor's okay, license. Okay, so that's important for people to that's know. That's really have. important. So the who, whomever is doing the work has to have a construction supervisor's license. If it's license. the contractor and not the homeowner. Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. they have okay. to have a construction okay. supervisor's license, they have to have a home improvement contractor's license, and they need to have insurance. 
because okay. you don't insurance want them working I mean, that's, at your I, house woo. without insurance. Yeah. Well, I have a question. So um, you said that a homeowner can go down and pull their own permits. Mm-hmm. So can a licensed plumber or electrician do their own work in their own house without yes. a permit, though? No. Okay. They so still they have still to pull need a permit. Per- yep. Okay. They still have to pull a permit. Um, even work that gets done within the town hall. Um, we have a really wonderful um, electrical inspector, Nick Zatello, in the town of Pembroke, and he is really great at what he does. Mm-hmm. I said, he, the man knows the code better than anybody else. <laughs> he could write it himself. And, um, and, and a lot of times, even when I first started, I kind of was like, well, what's doing work at town hall? Do you really need to pull a permit? Yeah, you really do need to pull a permit because mm-hmm. if something goes wrong and future date there's a fire or somebody gets hurt it's so important that you can go back and say it was inspected work and it was done by a licensed electrician yeah accidents happen mm-hmm. you are forgiven for accidents mm-hmm. being silly being stupid you, you're covered for that when you do something deliberate and you don't pull a permit and you have somebody do it that's not licensed that's when you start getting yourself in trouble yeah yeah and you, electrical mm-hmm. being probably one of the most important because of you know the importance of electricity and the fact that you can you know <coughs> have a fire fire yeah. damage and plumbing is also important because there's nothing worse Leaks. than having something leak from the second floor to the yeah that's and it, when you have water coming through your light fixtures on the first floor it is <laughs> that's just that's now that's electrical and plumbing yeah. all at the same <laughs> time that is just never that's a good like, day yeah, when you're like oh that doesn't across look the right. board across the board again yeah. you are listening to talk real estate with sharon mcnamara um on watd if you have any questions regarding permits or just want to talk to us uh 781-837-4900 and speaking of callers, we do have one special caller right now. Sharon, how are you? Hello, ladies. How are you? Hello, Good. Sharon. Hey, yes, hey. You guys are doing a great job. Oh, so, thanks. Yes. So I just wanted to say thank you very much for uh, taking the reins there for me tonight because we're going to have dinner with Mackenzie, who's in from Clemson. Uh, for a couple of days for a conference, so this is a this is a great treat for us. So thank you so much for you know manning the ship there for me. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime we we're here yeah. anytime. <laughs> and this is like a topic that I'm really sort of it's weirdly passionate about. I guess this and septic systems are my favorite thing for some reason. I don't know why. This and septic but, systems. <laughs> yeah, but one of the. Um, I know when I was doing up the agenda, I thought the second part of the show, we would talk more about real estate stuff. But I figured since I am, uh, you know, stuck in traffic on the expressway right now, I'd call in because Mary was sort of hitting upon something that sort of triggered a memory for me. So um, later on, maybe you guys can talk more about it. But the importance of when you're working as a buyer's agent in checking to see if there are permits on a home, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's become very, very... um, you know, it, people are doing it. I mean, Tracy, you know, people are mm-hmm. always you know, going to town hall and they're pulling files and they want to check on these permits because people say, like you said, oh, we pulled permits. But I remember one time my story is when I had, I was a buyer's agent on a house in Weymouth and they had a finished basement. I went to the town to see if any permits were pulled. Lo and behold, no permits were pulled. And actually, there was something weird with the toilet, and I took a picture of it, and I sent it to Mark. I go, does that look right? And he's like, no, no vent or something, whatever he said. But when you're negotiating at that point, that's why it's really important to do your due diligence as a buyer and, and check up on these things because the seller wanted to give them a $5,000 credit, and I suggested that they don't accept that and that they actually make them do the work 
mm-hmm. when they did the work, the work was done so poorly that it cost the seller over $15,000 oh, to fix wow. everything properly. Yeah. So just something to think about when you're negotiating and looking at those permits. Because you always have the option to walk away, too, if they don't want to fix it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is true. That yeah. was definitely that definitely worked out in your client's advantage, you know, being yeah. that educated on, you know, permits and, and thinking that, all right, something's not right here. It could probably be more than five thousand dollars. Right. Well, you uh-huh. know, so within a purchase and sales agreement, usually there's a blanket paragraph that says, you know, seller represents that all of the work is being done per building code or there's no there's mm-hmm. no open building permits or anything like that. You always know the ones that kind of have an idea that something's gonna come up oh, because yeah. they push back on the attorneys and they're like, Why? Why do, why do we want this in here? And that should always be, I mean, you should do your due diligence well before you get to the purchase and sale stage, but that tends to be a little bit of a trigger to say, okay, well, maybe there's something that I'm missing. Maybe there's something that I need to look into um, a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I appraisers. also think when, you know, I go out and do a lot of CMAs, you know that, and, you know, when I'm doing analysis for, for homeowners, you know, I am not obviously licensed in any capacity to be looking at these things, but we've, I've been doing it for 18 years, been through enough home inspections that things sort of trigger in my head that prompt me to ask the question. So I remember recently with a house we had last year, I just happened to look under the sink and I was like, that ain't right. And I just looked at him and I was like, did you pull permits to do your basement? And he just like looked at me and sort of like grinned. And I was like, it's okay if you didn't. It's just I'd rather know now mm-hmm. than when we have your house on the market and then it becomes a problem. Yeah, because it's so, definitely going to come up. I mean, if you have a great buyer's agent, it's definitely yeah. going to be brought up. Especially yeah. now. Things are changing within the mortgage industry um, and appraisers are appraisers. now a, a whole lot mm. more conscientious yeah. of when um, when they're looking for permits as well. So it's rather just get everything out on the table yep. right ahead of time so then we can have some type of plan of action as to how mm-hmm. we're going to handle it when it does come up. Yeah, and Sharon, we actually have mm-hmm. another caller. Um, All right, well, why don't you take that other caller? Thank you, ladies, <laughs> for, again, taking in, uh, taking over for me tonight. You guys are doing an yes. awesome job. Stacey, thank you so much for being there tonight. This is such a great topic. You're so well-versed. One of the things that didn't come up is like how much new construction you do and how lucky your clients are to have you because you do have that capability of knowing the ins and outs of permitting and processing yep. and, and all of that. So you and Jim are doing a great job and Boston Connect Real Estate is very, very proud to have you as part of our family. Thank so, you so much. And we love being part of the family as well. Boston Connect is the place to be. Woohoo. <laughs> all right. Speaking all right, of awesome. families, have a great time with your family, Sharon. Yeah, yep. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one. And Bye. Enjoy the Thank Bye. you. And we have Teresa Roth, an agent at Boston Connect Real Estate. Hey, Teresa. Hey, Teresa. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey, Teresa. How's it going? It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> 2019 is just going to be amazing. You always have such a positive pod. outlook. That's Her energy lately has just been like so positive <laughs> yeah. that not that you're a negative person, Teresa. You just like every time you've come into the office lately, it's just like, I'm having a great day. <laughs> There's no other way to be. <laughs> There's no other way to be. Amen. Did you have a question for us or you just wanted to chat? Oh, neither. Neither. Okay. I want to be... The agent spotlight for Tracy Grady. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do tell us. So Do tell. all of us calling the agents to have them spotlighted, I said, I'm calling in because Tracy Grady has been absolutely an angel since I've Aww. lived in Pembroke. Oh, that is Teresa. 
I'm telling you, you have no club. idea. <laughs> You're going to make her cry, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> I moved into a house in in Holbrook 20 years ago that was built by Tom, Dick, Harry, Bob, Joe, and any other person <laughs> that could put their hands on it. And it was a nightmare. And then dealing with the building department was a challenge and a half. And, you know, I know a lot of things change. People grow and change. But I was one of the homeowners, me and my husband, and I went to pull a permit and because I was the wife, I was actually sent away. Ooh. I know. So, mm. long that story short, in- when I came to live in Pembroke mm. and, and I walked in the door of Town Hall, you were the first person I saw. Smile on your face no matter what was going on. I still you remember that, man. Oh, you have always been there to help me. You have always been there to answer questions. And, and now as a realtor in this whole South Shore area... You have just—I've never ever walked in there and not have you help me. Even when my son was being deployed and I was panicking and it had nothing to do with the building department, you were there while I was bawling my eyes out. I'm telling you, Tracy, you are such such a blessing to have in our office. Oh my gosh, Teresa, thank you so so much. It's always been such a joy to have you come into the office because it like everybody just said you always like hey how are you how are you doing everything's good I remember that day so well you were so nervous and you were so you know and you know I was just happy to be there for you that day that you came in but um always a pleasure since the day you came in I'll never forget that first day that you came in and she always says hi and always stops in and yeah it's fantastic. Oh. You are so nice. Thank was, you so, so much. That is so nice, oh. Teresa. Can you call in every thank you. week? I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, you so just, much, Teresa. You're rocking it. You're amazing. And, and I'm telling you, anyone who wants to buy or sell a house, the smartest thing they could ever do is go to Boston Connect. And I've been with other companies. It's the smartest thing they can do. They can never go wrong. It's just the way it is. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. Thank are you, amazing. Teresa. We agree. A little birdie <laughs> just told me um, to to ask you about your new massage studio. because <gasps> that's ah. happening. You want to tell everybody yeah. a little bit about that? Sure. I um I've been a massage therapist for seventeen years, and uh, a few years ago, when I was turning forty five, I thought I was getting old and I wouldn't do this. So I went into real estate, mm-hmm. and I'm very passionate about both of them. Some people tell me I need to pick a career, but you know. Sharon loves that I do both of them, so why should I say no? Um, so I'm you opening are. up a private practice. Um, it's on Route 139. It's the old Barry Travel building, and hopefully in the next two weeks the state comes in. I I don't really have a, a, a big specialty because I've been a massage teacher and director for 12 years, mm-hmm. so my knowledge is very diverse, but I am being asked to work with social hospitals to educate wow. the nurses and the staff oh, on oncology mm. massage. Mm. That's awesome. So, yeah, um, working with cancer patients is a passion of mine because we all just should live our life the best we can every single day to the day we die. And people who are battling cancer don't always have that blessing. So me being able to give them that is just beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh. So good to oh, hear, yeah. Tracy. Oh. I mean, not yep. Tracy, Teresa. Yep. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm typing Tracy. In the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
That is amazing. Well, Teresa, Teresa anytime you need a guinea pig, yeah. I would be happy. <laughs> you know where I am at all times. <laughs> I would be happy Stop to step driving. in. And I, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. I'm just we'll be so there at the grand opening. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Yep. Um, but anyways, thank you so much for calling, Teresa. We um, do have to get back to our topic, to permit or not, not to, to permit. permit. To permit or not to permit, that is the question. <laughs> to permit the or evening. not to permit. Yeah, <laughs> we need a good like, little do-do-do. <laughs> yeah, no, can we dun, get the dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Ryan's Thank you so it. much for calling, Teresa. Yes, we appreciate thank you. it. Thank you, Teresa, so much. You are welcome. Thank you. Have a great night, Teresa. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Again, if you have any questions regarding permits or if you want to just highlight Tracy all night. <laughs> wow. This is like that a, was so great. I'm not going to be able to walk out of the room. My head's going to be like uh, as big. Yeah, your ego's <laughs> getting bigger by the second. Exactly. <laughs> 781-837-4900. But Teresa did really hit on a good, um, a good point when it comes to the interaction between um, the town and different homeowners. Sometimes it can be really intimidating if you don't know your head from your rear yep. when it comes to permitting. I wouldn't know um, just if I was just a regular Sally homeowner, you know, what I can be asking or what. That's why a lot. sometimes a lot of the times people don't pull permits is because mm-hmm. they really truly don't know that oh, okay, well, I just moved the kitchen sink from here to here. Like, it wasn't really a big wasn't deal. A big I deal. Had, yeah. yeah, or I changed this outlet from this to this. Yeah, what do you mean I can't do things in my own home? Yeah, uh, we get that a lot. Like, uh, what do you mean I can't do my own work in my own yeah. home? And maybe some of that, like, intimidation that homeowners are feeling is because they just are embarrassed to ask the question. But mm-hmm. having somebody that's so friendly, and that's why it's important to have good relationship with your town officials and or people who are working within the town yep. and being able to lean into them for questions is, is so it's important. It's so true. I mean, the, this is the town hall, and then and we're not going to get off on track on the whole town hall, but yeah, no. the, the ladies and gentlemen that work at the town hall are dealing with all of the people that live in town for their most important times, their their saddest times, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether they're getting birth certificates or whether they're getting death certificates, whether they're paying their taxes or having trouble paying their taxes, the whole group of people that are at the town hall are there to help you. And I will say there isn't anybody at the Pembroke Town Hall, I can't speak for all town halls, um, at the Pembroke Town Hall that is not there to help you. Mm-hmm. They're not there to pick on you. They're going to do everything that they can to get you through whatever it is that you're getting through. These These Ladies and gentlemen are your frontline people. Yeah. And they're going to be there and they're going to help you get through the situation. And some of them are really tough. People come in all the time like, can I put an addition on my house? Well, that's kind of a loaded question. Yes, you probably can. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to ask you about 20 questions first and then you're going to look at me like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So. But that's yeah. because you're so like you're so well-versed that you know the trigger questions to ask to get them to where they need to be. Yeah. Do you know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after being, you, you know, you l- realize when you get there, after being there for a while. Yeah. That. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not just that easy that you can say, yeah, sure, go ahead, add an addition mm-hmm. on your house. We do have plenty of people that do do that, though. Yeah. Every now and then we get a phone call from a neighbor or somebody that's like, I think they're putting an addition <laughs> on their house next door and I don't just see any make building sure. permits. Just yeah. want to make sure they pulled their permit. Yeah, yeah, and so. that is, that's something else, too. Your neighbors yep. can kind of check mm-hmm. up on you, too. So yep. if you are trying to do something on the sly, just yeah. know. Just so you really should bring a cake or some flowers to your yeah. neighbor. <laughs> but I want to be the head of the neighborhood yeah. watch. Don't do work on people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So why do you think people don't pull permits? 
I think sometimes they think the work is too small. Mm-hmm. It's something that they can mm-hmm. do themselves. Yeah. That won't come up on a home inspection. That won't come up in an appraiser's request um, of what they need to look for. Yeah. I, I mean, in small projects, I'm not going to say, you know, you are supposed to pull permits to yep. do work. Electrical, plumbing, and gas is all p- very important stuff. And you are supposed to pull a permit to do it. And as a homeowner, not. Mm-hmm. But as the homeowner... Um, you can do projects in your own house. I think for your own benefit, you should have the work inspected. I mean, that you pull the permit and that's what the inspector is there to do. They're not there to come out and inspect your work if you don't pull a permit. Like, yep. they don't come out to your house and assess if you have troubles. That's what uh-huh. a home inspector does. So a lot of times people get confused about that. Can the home inspector come out to my house prior to having a home inspection? Well, no. That's not what a home inspector... That's not what a, a building inspector does. Yeah. A building inspector comes out after a permit has been pulled Mm -hmm. to inspect the work that was requested on the permit. Mm -hmm. Not to go out and and assess your house. Not to say that a building inspector wouldn't come out if you were obviously having a problem Mm -hmm. and help you make the right decision, Mm -hmm. choose the right contractor, you know, pull the right permits to get the work done up to code. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much do they typically cost? Permits, a um, flat rate permit, so anything less than, we base it on $10 per thousand of the estimated cost of the job, unless mm-hmm. it's new construction. Mm-hmm. New construction is a whole mathematical... Yeah. <laughs> it just it sounds really complicated. The whole entire process is a mathematical... But it is based on $10 per thousand, so that's always your best. So I always say to people, if your project is $3,500 or less, it's a flat rate of $35 for the permit. And mm-hmm. then it starts to go up incrementally from there. So if your project so they, is $5,000, it's a fifty dollars. So they already have to know the the idea of how much they're going to spend yes. on the project. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Yep. A but if it goes like severely yeah. over budget, yeah. You know, we can usually tell. It's pretty funny when the building inspectors sit down and they review a permit, and it sometimes it's a contractor who will do the permit, and he'll say, "I can do all the, I can do your entire kitchen for eight thousand dollars." I'm like, eh, you're replacing the floor, you're replacing the <laughs> cabinets, the, the cabinet. sink. So the building and inspector, that the building inspector will look at me and say, "Give me this guy's number because I want him to do my house." Because yes. <laughs> if you're only spending, yeah. eight, you know, if it's only eight thousand dollars, it's probably a sixteen thousand dollar kitchen. So the building inspectors are all very well versed yeah. in what an estimated cost looks like, or or does it look like? I should say. Do mm-hmm. you think people fear? like of a tax assessment increasing because of some of the permits that they're pulling? That's a good question. It's true. Thank there are so certain much. there are certain levels on projects that uh-huh. are going to generate taxes. I mean that is the basis of how our our government works is that oh, you add on nervous. to your house. This whole show is making me nervous. <laughs> it's making my palms sweat. <laughs> I know and I can't speak for the assessors because they they have another whole type they have another whole formula that works on, you Mm -hmm. know, what generates a cost, what doesn't generate a cost. So what I usually say to people as far as that goes is when you go to sell your house, you want to get the most money you possibly can for your house. So by not not coming in and pulling permits and letting the assessor's office know when you make changes, you can't expect to get that money back on your house. So that's if, that would probably be a good way. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cut no, you off. No. Um, that would probably be a good way to propose it to somebody who's having doubts about pulling per like pulling permits yeah. and saying, you know, oh, I'm just going to do this. Maybe s- there, it's almost like circumventing. Um, the, I the don't inev- want my taxes like, to go circumventing mm-hmm. the inevitable because exactly. where you get, um, you you miss something on this side. So you're like, I'm I'm not going to pull permits for this, and I'm not going to have to increase my the taxes or increase the assessment. 
at the end of it, okay, so you avoided an upfront cost, right? Correct. But yep. then one, when you go to sell, maybe mm-hmm. you're not getting the most amount of money anymore because somebody's throwing their hands up in the air and saying, oh, you didn't permit this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this. Or we've even had it where, unfortunately, we had to have building inspectors come out to some of our sellers' houses and $5,000 yep. later, they're looking at work that wasn't done exactly the right way. That's right. You so, know, so avoid at the beginning to pay more at the, at end, the end, potentially. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I always say... Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Is That's correct. the analogy that I'm kind of like thinking that's, of right now. And that's exactly correct. That's yeah. what I that think a lot exactly of people... That is exactly correct, Mary Baker. That is exactly correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Check. Oh, well... Okay, so if somebody needs a permit, they should go to the building department, correct? Correct. If you're looking for a building Mm -hmm. permit, the best place to start is in the building department. Uh, We kind of touched on briefly about additions. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm putting an in-law on my house. Where do I go? Okay, so you're putting an in-law on your house. So in the town of Pembroke, in order to have an in-law, if you're going to call it an Mm in-law, it has to meet the certain requirements that the zoning bylaw, Mm -hmm. and you need a special permit. So you cannot pull a building permit until you go through the whole zoning process Mm -hmm. and get a special permit that says, I'm adding on an in-law. Okay. Which usually takes about two months. Usually costs about $200. I was going to say, is it $10 per thousand? (laughs) Because that would be terrible. (laughs) No, but the building cost... That's why I said I was getting scared. (laughs) So so you would come in, you would say to me, I'm adding an in-law onto my house. And I would immediately say, well... The first step is going to be going to zoning. I'd probably still walk you through the whole building process anyhow because you can be getting your building permit application signed off Mm -hmm. on while you're going through the zoning process. You just can't get your permit in hand until you go through the no appeal period with the Zoning Mm -hmm. Board of Appeals. So I say I'm putting an addition on. on, You're putting on an addition. um, With a kitchen. With a kitchen. You can have two kitchens. It's not illegal to have two kitchens. And everybody thinks it automatically makes it's it. It's a kosher a kitchen. It's a kosher kitchen. It's a summer kitchen. You can have two kitchens. Oh, because it's closer to the pool. Yep. It's a summer kitchen. It's a summer kitchen. <laughs> you can have two kitchens. But as far as an addition goes, as long as you've got the room to do it, so now we're kind of moving out of the special permit, mm-hmm. you have to be. You have to meet your setbacks. So your yard is a certain yeah. size. You have to be 20 feet from your side lot line. You have to be 25 feet from your rear lot line. Mm-hmm. 10 foot from your septic tank, 20 foot from your leaching field, 40 feet from the street. Wow. I feel like you rehearsed you, this. You literally, <laughs> how many times have you said this I would in say, the past 10 years? I would say tens of thousands of times. And how many times have I written it at the top oh of the building permit application? Because most people don't know. No, yeah, So totally. if you have... Leave it up to the professionals. I can't think about that. <laughs> well, then you kind of have to back up to whether you're on a conforming lot uh-huh. or a non-conforming yeah. lot. Another two words that everybody loves to talk about. A conforming lot today in the town of Pembroke is 40,000 square feet mm-hmm. and 150 feet of frontage along the edge of the street. That is, it's basically a little less than an acre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is a conforming lot. Anything less than that is a non-conforming lot. Okay. So if your house, which most of Pembroke, I would have to say, is on a non-conforming lot because there's a lot of houses that were on the ponds and those lots are really yeah. small. Yeah. They're 5,000 square foot one, lots. one acre? Of, for a, of new, a new house. house. If yeah. you were going to build a brand new house today, you would have to have, unless it was, this is another favorite, pre-existing non-conforming. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> <laughs> pre-existing non-conforming means the lot was created before zoning or before these rules were in place. Mm. So in order to add on, so now you have a non-conforming lot. You want to add on to your non-conforming lot, you have to you would have to be able to you'd have to go to zoning. Yeah. Because you're altering yeah. a non-conforming property. Yeah. 
So, okay. But that's zoning. I mean, and there's a whole group of people that do zoning at the town hall. Yeah. So it's not something that you have to know, but you just need to expect those questions when you come in. Mm-hmm. We're going to ask you a, a bunch of those questions right off the bat. Where are you putting the addition? Are you 20 feet from the side lot line? Are you 25 from the rear? And do you have a plot plan? A certified plot plan. So a survey, like a survey. A surveyed plot plan. Yeah. And an, an instrument survey, which you can get. There's a couple of people I know in town. There's that a couple do of them. people that do them, and it is so worth every dime you pay for it because it is something you will always have mm-hmm. just in case you ever want to put up a fence, take down a tree, have a disagreement with a neighbor. I cannot say how important it is for you to have a certified plot plan. Can it's that, so important. Does that get filed at town hall, or do you just keep that for personal use? Most people pay for it themselves. Mm-hmm. We like it if you drop a copy off at town hall. We'll even make a copy and put it in your folder for you. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to have it so that we always have something to go back I to. I wonder yeah. if we have one back from the plans when the addition was done in 1992. I'm going to look for that. Yep. Okay. Because that would you save me from that. doing another plot plan. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, okay. And it really comes into, if it's really tight, like a lot of times people will give us their septic plan. And if, if you're... If your setbacks are not tight, like if you are, you're adding, a, you know, 20 feet to the side of your house and you still have another 30 feet to the lot line, a septic plan will probably work. But what everybody has to remember is a septic plan is certifying your septic. It's not certifying your foundation. That's gotcha. what that's what a, plot, a lot of people get confused. So your difference mm-hmm. between your as-built and your plot plans. Are your numbers correct? I would say 99.9% of the time, if you look at a certified septic plan, it's going to be right on the money with your foundation. But if you're talking a foot to a half a foot close to your neighbor, they're going to want to see a certified plot plan as opposed to a septic plan. Gotcha. So, all right. But see, that's, I mean, this is all like super, super interesting to me. That's why I'm being semi like quiet right now because I'm just like absorbing (laughs) everything. Yeah, I'm just absorbing everything that you're saying because, in all honesty, it's. I mean, there's so much oh. to know, and this has been years and years and years yes. of you learning and soaking yes. everything up. Yep. Um, I can't even read a ruler. I'm going to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the, sure the, you could. I, I have faith in you. I the think, building I inspectors laugh about it all the time, and even Jim laughs at me all the time. I'm like, what's what's a quarter of an inch? Seriously, is it that big of a deal? And and, and any person who's in the when tools you're building looks a house, me, a quarter of an the, inch. The tools, <laughs> anybody who holds the tools looks at me like, what? are you serious right now? I'm like. Like an eighth of an inch, seriously? Does it make does that it, big? Does it they matter. look at me like, Can't, don't even talk to her. <laughs> That's so funny. What no, is that uh, noise? Oh, that was my. Oh, that was me, <laughs> I'm like, the whole place is shaking. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Anyways, but okay, so getting back to um, inspectors and, and permitting. So um, how are the inspectors qualified? So do they have to do a course? Yep. Um, you know, how, how often do they have to stay they, current with the code? Yep, they all uh, they they all have to have their construction supervisor's license. Yes. Okay. And if they're in the trades and they are building, they have to have a home improvement contractor's license. Okay. Um, they have to go through the state. They have to go through a series of tests um, to become a building commissioner, a building, a certified building inspector. So mm-hmm. it, it takes quite a while. It's three, three pretty complicated tests oh, okay. that they have to go through. Hmm. Interesting. So, um, so how many times does the inspector have to come out to the house? Ah, uh, that depends. All right, so let's just do new construction. Okay, new construction. This is always everybody's favorite. Or even if you're putting on an addition, it's about the same. Um, a footing inspection, a foundation inspection by the building inspector. 
um, the then before you can get your rough frame inspection, you have to have a you have to have the electric the electrical inspection and the plumbing and gas inspection, because basically you've got a rough frame of a house mm-hmm. and you got an electrician who's punching his things in, the plumber's punching his things in. You want to make sure the integrity of the frame mm-hmm. is good after they've punched everything. That makes in. perfect mm-hmm. sense to me because you see all the time where there's like four holes where. They, they should not be. Yep. Like, that's the main beam for the whole entire house. What do you mean you decided to exactly run yeah. too big of a wire through there? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So the electrician, uh, the electrical inspector, and the plumbing inspector have to sign off before you can get a rough frame inspection. And it has to be tight to the outside as well because everything has to be protected. You can't have wires running through the house and then have rain coming through the top of the roof. It has to be yeah, protected. Yeah, especially in addition. Yep, <laughs> protected from the outside. So many things are going through my mind right <coughs> oh now. So then the building inspector will go out, do a rough frame inspection, okay. make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Then the insulation inspection is next. So they come in, they pump in all the insulation. The inspector will go out to make sure all the insulation is in place. Mm-hmm. So is there an insulation inspector or is that still Don't the building, building inspector? inspector. Okay. Building inspector does all the building inspections. Okay. Then you have, then they'll put up their wall board. The um, electrician will do his final, his plumbing and gas will do their final. And then the fire department signs off on their final. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's new construction, you have to have a HERS rating, which is a is kind of a new thing. Um, it's an energy rating to make sure that all the products that you're using mm-hmm. are reading the stretch energy code mm-hmm. yeah and a blower door test has to be done on new construction is that additions. why is that because they they make the houses so tight now yes okay yep and the fan and the bathroom fan gotta remember bathroom gotta fan remember. runs 24 7 now people yep one of them just one in the whole entire house yep. right has to run so it's circulating the air yeah. all the time yeah uh, yeah i mean i love the the sound of a fan it's, but like i love a box fan <laughs> I love a no, box fan at the end of my bed. You really can't hear it. We have it. We have <laughs> it at Copperwood, two. and you can't. You yeah, can't you hear can't it. hear it. You can't hear it. Yeah. It- it's been around for a while now too, so I think everybody's kind of getting used to it. But when it first started, I'm like, oh, oh this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. We're gonna get a lot of questions about this. Is there something wrong with it? Anyways, yep. but um, but yeah. So that's great that you you pointed that out. Yep. So um, what about? So let's go back to if if a homeowner doesn't pull a permit. Okay. So what are some of the consequences that could happen to a homeowner if they don't pull a permit? So like, would they have to tear everything out? Like, do they, they ask for forgiveness? That is the fear. They're, they're like, well, what are they going to do? Are they going to make me come well, in here and pull everything out of the wall? I go, well, if technically it looks, they could. If it looks really shoddy, they probably would. Well, if you if you come in and you don't pull a permit. And you, there's something that doesn't look right, or the home. I think it's more the home inspector picks up on something. So now mm-hmm. you think there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have to hire an electrician to come in to say, well, it looks to me like this work is okay. And then the he has to pull a permit, pay for a permit, and then the wiring inspector can go out and say, yeah, I'm not happy. You need to punch a hole in that wall because I'm not believing what I'm seeing. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So it it can happen. It can I can go see why either pe- way. It can go. It really could go either way. I mean, if you're not pulling a permit, and then it's reported to the building department, and that electrician comes in and pulls a permit, the wiring inspector has every right to say, "I can't see through walls." It's not I would what be I do. terrified. Yeah. I would just do it right off the bat. That's why right I say bat. to people, just yeah. just pull the permit. It's. Uh, yeah. yeah, pull the permit. Pull okay. the permit. Um, we do have another half hour. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Who who else is we're excited? Not rushing. Yeah, we're not rushing. <laughs> but right now we're gonna um, go to commercial break. Right. I don't know. Do we do the news too a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So we do a couple minutes of the news. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. And uh, you're listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. Bye.
WATD FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton, and translator W247CB Brockton. The South Shore's first choice for live team coverage of breaking news, emergency traffic, and severe weather. 95.9 WATD and 95.9 WATD.com. News. I'm Tim McGuire. President Trump says the investigation launched by the House Judiciary Committee is a disgrace to the country. He also says it's not a surprise. No administration has done in its first two years what the Trump administration has done. So what the Democrats want to do, they cannot stand the loss. They could not stand losing in 2016. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the several investigations of Trump in the House could backfire on the Democrats. Sometimes the politics of presidential harassment hasn't worked out too well. I remember when we decided it was a good idea to impeach President Clinton and his approval rating went up and ours went down. The White House has also refused to turn over to the House Oversight and Reform Committee documents related to security clearances. The request some uh, the request it comes amid questions about how Trump advisor and son-in-law Jared Kushner got his high-level clearances. President Trump is going to Alabama Friday. A tornado in Beauregard killed at least 23 people. Lee County, Alabama Sheriff Jay Jones says they are still looking for those missing since the Sunday afternoon storm. That process is ongoing. At this point, uh, the current number we're looking at is approximately seven to eight people has come down, way down actually, from what we initially had. National Weather Service meteorologist Holly Allen says a tornado that hit Sunday was an EF4, which roared along at ground from 70 miles from eastern Alabama into Georgia, and it is the first one in Alabama in eight years. An EF4 is going to destroy manufactured homes. It's going to cause significant damage, if not destroy single homes that are built on a foundation. It's going to rip trees apart going to pick up vehicles and loft them in the air and probably toss them some distance. The youngest storm victim was six, the oldest 89. Relatives say one extended family lost 10 family members. This is AP Radio News. People often wonder what they need to do in order to prepare their home to sell. Hi, I'm Mary Baker, full-time realtor and team member with Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. Our team always advises our clients to remember the phrase, love at first sight. In the real estate world, that means curb appeal. Call our team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner and full-time realtor from Boston Connect Real Estate. And my real estate team always advises our clients to use their senses, all five of them, sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Call my team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. It's so easy to connect. Call me directly at 781-294-4848 or visit my website, bostonconnect.com. People often wonder what they need to do in order to prepare their home to sell. Hi, I'm Melissa Wallace, full-time realtor and team member with Sharon McNamara of Boston Connect Real Estate. And our team always advises our clients to remember, you never get a second chance for a first impression. Call our team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner and full-time realtor from Boston Connect Real Estate. And my real estate team always advises our clients to use their senses, all five of them, sight, smell, taste, hearing, and touch. Call my team for a one-on-one consultation and top tips on how to prepare your home to sell. 
It's so easy to connect. Call me directly at 781-294-4848 or visit my website, bostonconnect.com. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. And we have Tracy Grady from the Grady team. Hello, Hello. Tracy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, we are your connection for all things real estate on the South Shore. And tonight we are discussing the permitting process. So, um, but on a side note, if you are ever interested in connecting with us outside of our radio show on WATD, you can listen to our podcast on the podcast app, Talk Real Estate um, with W. WATD. Our website is talkrealestateradio.com or you can go to bostonconnect.com. You can get all of our contact information from there as well. Um, you can go to facebook.com forward slash bostonconnect to watch us live on Facebook. Right now we're actually on Sharon's personal page because we get like 10,000 <laughs> like, people that watch it like, uh, and people are like commenting or whatever. So everyone's got to share this. Um, and then you can go to Instagram. Um, it's not, I have it down right here as Instagram.com, but that's not right. <laughs> you can go to the Instagram app um, where Boston Connect Real Estate, um, or you can share in McNamara and broker, and broker team. team. What are your handles? My handles know? are we are, uh, it's Jim Grady, mm-hmm. and that would be Jim at BostonConnect.com. Yeah. And then Tracy at BostonConnect.com. On Facebook, we are The Grady Team. And if you want to see our webpage, it's thegradyteam.com. Perfect. Yes. All right. Let's sort of switch gears a little bit and we'll move more towards real estate related. um, Real estate related permitting issues. Yeah. Real estate related (laughs) permitting. Yeah. What you said. So um, why is it important for homeowners to pull permits even if they're not thinking about selling their homes now? I think the most important thing that I said earlier, date and timestamp of Mm -hmm. all the work you do in their house gets saved. I love, and as as a buyer's agent, doing your due diligence and helping your buyers along through the process and being that kind of, um, yep, that force for them to direct them in any which way. I love when I go into a town hall and I have a thick file. People like always big, can tell thick file because then I'm like, okay, the house was built in 1952, and yep. I see one Ask piece of paper. <laughs> I see one piece of one paper, piece of paper like, and it's okay. usually some handwritten note. Yeah, it's like nothing to do with anything. I go when you got yeah. granite countertops, you got you got everything You've new got in the bathrooms, kitchen, and there's one piece roof. of paper at town hall. I'm like, all right. People can wow. always judge the worth <laughs> of a folder by its girth. I always say that. I'm like, ah, <laughs> this one has some this girth to it. So you know there's some meat this in is this folder. <laughs> These people have been pulling permits for quite some time. It's oh, true, though. It really is. It's kind of like an un- unspoken thing. But yeah. Now, yeah. Like, insider tip, everybody. Yep. Insider tip. Pull your permits. Insider yes. Tip. Yeah. Yep. Um, some, I have the, actually, um, Sharon gave me a little tidbit. So, like, insurance concerns, there might be some... Mm-hmm. Um, people might reach out to their insurance companies is like if something went wrong so Sharon's little thing is um, is that she reached out to her insurance broker who is Sean Cunning from Sullivan Garrity and Donnelly we've actually had him on the show mm-hmm. before talking um, flood insurance usually talking flood insurance yeah um, regarding this topic and he stated that there are no real insurance consequences if you don't pull a permit if built out of code and there is an issue the insurance company may surrogate 
against the electrician if there was a fire due to electrical. Um, that's just an example. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have to claim the electrician was negligent in the installation, which can happen with or without a permit. Correct. Interesting. So that's kind of like separate, and ins- that's well, the insurance agency the homeowner's agency keeping their receipts, after. and they know that the elect they didn't pull a permit. Yeah, but they have the receipt that the electrician did the work. You're yeah, they're like, what do you mean? I had a license service. to do it. Yeah. I and had then, a licensed electrician do it, so I have no idea why this would have happened and or yeah. why a permit wasn't pulled. Or, I, and, and I've seen that, and that's kind of the scary thing is people, y- you trust contractors, and I'm not, I'm not dodging contractors or anything like that. We have some really, really awesome people that we work with in the business and that I literally trust with my, my own stuff, and I know Sharon does too, but it just, you really have to know these people in order to mm-hmm. feel confident that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing um, um, and have the confidence in them that uh, you're not going to run into an issue later on down the road and be knocking on your head going, right. oh, what happened? Yeah. Like, I, I don't. He told me he pulled a permit. Told, I get I, that. I have homeowners that call in often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did my... Did my contractor pull a permit? So it wouldn't hurt to to check in, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you if you're not particularly familiar with somebody, oh no, it, to uh, call town hall and absolutely. say, hey, I just want to make sure, sure this that person did this a before he closes up the wall. But exactly. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. just pulling the permit. It's you have to complete the work Inspection. and then have it inspected and everything. Correct. So yep. when I was researching some of this stuff today, I came across this analogy. You should think of it as um, getting a marriage license. Just because you got a marriage license doesn't mean you're married. You actually have to <laughs> go through the did. process. <laughs> you have to go through the process. You have to go through like, the whole process. You have to yep. go through the whole You've got to get the final sign-off. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't help if you just pull the permit and then you don't call in for the final yeah. sign-off. Here's another little tip for everybody out there. The electrician the plumber or the gas technician has to call in for their own permit. The homeowner cannot call in for the plumbing or electrical permit. And why is that? For the inspection. Because the electrician and the plumber need to certify that they've completed the job. The homeowner could be watching over their shoulder all day long like, I I really need to get this signed off, Mm -hmm. call the town hall, and the electrician might not be done. And so now you've got the inspector out there inspecting work that has not been completed. So you cannot... It's just a waste of everybody's time. Exactly. And it's not that we don't trust the homeowner. It's just that it's not their job to call in the inspection. That's a good way to put it. Yep, the electrician... Uh, or the licensed plumber technician, or the licensed plumber gas technician, calls in for their own permits, mm-hmm. and they probably like to get paid. Yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So that's just another thing you have to just keep in the back of your mind. It's you know, if the homeowner's calling in the inspection and they get their final inspection, then I, see, it wouldn't even occur to me. But I guess it does. Like, it's yeah, really important. It's, it, it's more about the work being completed. Yeah, yeah. To the right, you know, that's Standard. done the way it's supposed to be done. So if the Say the electrician doesn't get paid by the homeowner, can they just not, compl- like, not go to town hall and and say, oh yeah, I completed oh, it. Oh well, so then, mm, well, that's sort of what what's the um, kind of guarantees the relationship is yeah. what it is. I mean, it's that's the relationship. I mean, if you're having a problem with your contractor, then that's usually when these things yeah. start to come up. But most contractor homeowners. Uh, you know, it's it's a very mm-hmm. happy relationship, and yeah. the contractor comes in, says what he, he does, what he says he's going to do, what he pulled the permit to do. He calls, he gets it, he gets his final inspection. And everybody's very happy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, what happens if there's a dissolution of the relationship between contractor A and homeowner? Can there be? I got you got fired on the spot. You didn't show up for three weeks, and yep. I've been trying to get you there for yep. gosh, gosh, gosh knows how long. Can I hire a contractor B, electrician B, has to pull a permit? 
a separate so and yeah, like, like start over start over so what happens to that open permit now that open permit the homeowner has to write a letter and send Explain it into the town why. hall to say that they have separated they have mm. gone separate ways with their contractor mm-hmm. so and then we put that on See, the that's file all helpful stuff to know yep really? and then the contract then everything the new contract contract file. File. <laughs> yep. and then the new then the new contractor comes in he pulls a permit to do whatever okay. it is so let's say he did one tech one electrician did the rough and then there was a fallout between the homeowner and the electrician. The homeowner says, I'm, and we have a lot of times where the electrician separates from the homeowner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it could go either way. It's a 50-50 relationship if it doesn't work out, Does not necessarily one or the other. Yeah. And then you hire your next electrician to come in and do the final part mm-hmm. of the, and then that electrician will get signed off by the wiring inspector. Okay. Hmm. Just so you uh, can nice separate. To, yeah, nice we well, just a wealth of knowledge over there. I, I and I get plenty of, I get plenty of that too. Usually, it's a very harmonious relationship between homeowner and contractor, but we have had some that have fallen apart. Yeah, it's just it, nice to know yep. that there are resolutions that can be made and kind of like contingencies mm. that the town itself has in place or yeah. most towns okay. to, yep. to proceed forward. So either party can dissolve that relationship. All right, okay. perfect. Yep. So just to touch upon what Sharon was really talking about earlier, um, as a buyer's agent, Mm-hmm. Um, Mary, you are primarily our buyer's agent on our team, yeah. so you see this a lot. Um, you you and Jim work with a lot of buyers as well. So what are some of the things that you're looking for as a buyer's agent, specifically when it comes to, you know, oh, they have a finished basement or they have, you know, <coughs> this, they have a second kitchen, they have a, you know, random room somewhere, they have a finished room over the garage. Like, what are some of the things that you guys are doing as buyer's agents? Yeah, it goes back to pulling the jacket and seeing actually what permits have and what's a jacket? been pulled. A jacket, that's another good term. At the town hall, in this in this computer world that we live in, we have probably 50 filing cabinets. And it's all done alphabetically by oh, yeah. street addresses by number. Every and town is the same, too. You guys all have it, the same they like, all, filing Even in system. this beautiful computer world that we are in right now, we are still anchored to paper quite yeah, quite a bit. So every time a permit gets pulled, it gets filed into that folder. So that's what a jacket is. It's a manila folder with your address on the top, and mm-hmm. it's whatever anybody's brought in or whatever permits have been pulled. Yeah. It all gets filed in that folder. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty funny. Now, interesting. Town Hall burnt down in 1978. The Pembroke whole Town Hall. Pembroke burnt Town Hall burnt down in 1978. So any paperwork prior to 1978 a lot of it has been lost. You can still go into a few jackets and see some burnt edges. Oh I gosh. saw one recently and um, it was, I was at Board of Health and they were like, yep. look at this. It yep. like, oh still had goodness. the burnt oh edge gosh. on it. It's so. like finding the golden ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. Oh, that Chris must have been ticket. a mess to go through in oh, 1978. Even, oh, <laughs> right after the blizzard of 78, like the day after the blizzard of 78. Oh, so it's like double whammy. Oh, it was, yeah. <laughs> the snow didn't, you know, diffuse the situation over Apparently there? Apparently not. I actually have a picture on my wall. If anybody wants to come in and see the picture of the town hall <laughs> engulfed in flames, it is quite a dramatic shot of the town. That's wow. so funny. Yeah. Um, all right, so buyer's agents. Go ahead. Oh, um, so this is what I was just saying about loving like a thick folder. I just recently assisted one of my buyers and I'm always encouraging buyers, me personally, either I want you to go down to town hall and I want you to do the due diligence or follow up on the information that I'm being told just because, and not it's not because I'm, I'm hiding anything, but the way I hear something mm-hmm. and, and the questions that I ask are mm-hmm. never going to be, you don't ask the same question twice or in two different, in two ways, you know? So... 
they're going to ask something differently. Something different is going to be more important to them or they're going to hear something differently. Right. I'm going to interpret it. So it's just always really, really good to um, make sure that you're comfortable with the information that is right. being given to you. Yep. So I went to, it was actually Weymouth Town Hall. And this, interestingly enough, this was because there was a fire in the house and um, there was a lot of renovations done to the house. Our home inspector, so Steve Cook um, and from Imperial. Dave, from Imperial and Dave from Imperial, um, we're doing the inspection, and Dave was the one who actually found there was a little hole in the ceiling that, unless you had come across this, you never would have been able to tell. But he scraped off a little bit of paint, and he said, you know, oh, there was a fire down here at some point. So I'm like, okay, well, who do I go first to first when there's a fire? Usually you're going to go to the fire department. Fire department didn't have the um, any information for oh. some. Or, or they couldn't access the files for some reason. That person who was allowed to access those files wasn't there on that, on that day, and I really needed quick answers. So called Town Hall Building Department, and they, and they kind of said to me, um, yes, I can see that there was a fire. You can come here and look. And I go, oh, okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate I appreciate your um <laughs> Yep, your there's honesty. a fire. Yep, there, um, there was a fire. So I went, <laughs> but I went down, fire. and usually you hear fire as a buyer's agent, and you're like, run what? in the other direction. Um, but um, Dave had made us feel comfortable enough. Where he's like, you know, it looks like everything has been done appropriately the way it should have been. Um, and then going to town hall and pulling that thick jacket, I can see, and this was the advice and, and um, you know, I, what I relayed to the buyers. I took pictures of every, absolutely every single thing was in that file. Mm-hmm. Didn't even pertain. I went all the way back Ooh. from like, the inception of mm-hmm. when it was built in 1952. <laughs> they didn't charge you five cents Fire for copy. No, they just let me take pictures, which was, <laughs> yep. Um, so... I went all the way back and I just sent them every single little thing just to say, you know, in all honesty, guys, it looks like everything was done to me in a professional manner. Every permit was pulled. You know, they really went about doing things the right way. Please call this person that I spoke with, have the conversation with them. And ultimately, we felt comfortable enough to move forward. Yeah. Um, But there's, I mean, some... Some people wouldn't go that next step. It's super, super important yep. to know what you're getting yourselves into mm-hmm. as a buyer. Mm-hmm. Because imagine being um, imagine being the person who, all right, there was a fire. Your home inspector tells you, and you're like, oh, well, it looks like it was done all right. And then you move in, and Sue from next door comes over, and she goes, oh, you know, someone, someone uh, kicked it in the fire a couple years ago. Oh. You're, you're, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Do the research. Yep. Find out. Yeah. Find out what... You- Yes. What caused it? it in the fire. The ge- well, because that's what Jeez somebody, that's Louise. what the fire department actually said. They were like, that I think somebody got away. injured. I was that's like, somebody got kicked. So I did my oh research. My I was like Googling. I'm like, oh no. But uh, no, it's it's just. No, so, it, you just never know what you're going to find in the folder in the jacket. So they're there for the homeowner mm-hmm. to come in. It's public record. So every, anybody can come in and pull the jacket mm-hmm. and see what permits have been pulled. And, you know, it's it's always a good idea yeah. just yeah. to make sure that the work has been done, especially if it, there's a lot of work that's been done. Yeah, especially if there's been a huge renovation or addition yeah. that was put on to the house or they finished the basement and they put or, a bathroom and a kitchen. and Or, or a flip. A flip. Oh, yes. 
Oh, flipperoo. I feel. <laughs> everybody's like, oh, oh flip. Dun, dun, but, dun. Uh, yep, there's the other word. Yeah, <laughs> the flip. Yeah, so do you see a lot of flips that yes. are going on in Yep, in we see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. The contractor will come in, and we're pretty upfront with them. I mean, before it used to be, because the contractors often will buy the property, mm-hmm. and then they come in, and they are the homeowner. Yeah. Now. Well, they own the property. Uh-huh. They're not going to live in the house. Uh-huh. You're only allowed to do, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure one flip a year as not the homeowner. And you're supposed to have your construction supervisor's license. So you can't just buy the property and say, I'm going to flip the house as the homeowner. Yeah. If you're not going to live in the house. Okay. If you're going to sell it. Can you live in the house during the construction? You can. Yep. You certainly can. It's a very fine line and that's a really hard one to enforce. Mm -hmm. But you know, we get a lot of times where you get the permit and it comes in and it says, all we're going to do is paint the floors windows and roof and the next time you go past the house it's like i think there's some walls down so now you're starting to talk some structural work yeah you know it's best to be right up front about it because especially in this market of flips Mm -hmm. the buyer is going to come in they're going to pull the permits and they're going to make sure that whatever got done was part of that initial work that was going to be inspected Hmm. so that's so convoluted here oh that's our doorbell well i we have a 10 minute mark we have 10 minutes left (laughs) <laughs> that went by really fast. We've only been here for 12 hours. <laughs> but we're getting up. We're covering a lot of, uh, a lot of land. We have permitted. <laughs> a lot yeah. of permits. Yeah, but yeah. Um, something that I did want to touch upon. So in the purchase and sales agreement, it actually says that um, the seller acknowledges that all permits on work done to the house were pulled and are closed. Mm-hmm. Correct. So have That's you guys- like the most popular question lately at, at the town hall. Oh, really? Banks. Mortgage companies. I'm not even sure who half these people are that are and calling. They just call and they Hi, say, I'm it? calling to see if 172 Evergreen Drive has any open permits. Open permits. Okay, I do all the permits, so I can pretty much most yeah. of the time I can say yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's yeah, no open no, permits on that. No. <laughs> but you know, I'll go into the system to make sure that the permits were pulled, or I'll go into the jacket. Do you keep and that in the sure. computer, or do you keep that all on we, paper too? Slowly, <laughs> slowly in the jacket. It's in the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hold on, let me pull the jacket. Hold on, I gotta get up and pull the jacket. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh, so funny. And I try to do that. For most people that do call in, I will get up and pull the jacket. <laughs> so you don't have to come into the town hall if it's an easy question. <laughs> In-laws seems to be the most popular question. Um, appraisers, mortgage companies are very interested to make sure that your in-law is a legal in-law. Mm-hmm. In the town of Pembroke, every town is completely different when it comes to additions, in-laws, however you want to. Oh, could you imagine go, working in a different town, town hall, and you have to learn all that stuff over again? No, I get <laughs> it. And they're all every town is different. They have different zoning areas. There's residents and business, and you have to know what have zone a good you're relationship in. with your town hall. That's what I'm hearing right now. Yep. Um, and yep. your buyer's agent <clears throat> and your listing <laughs> agent. <laughs> well, I think from so from a listing perspective, it's important to think that your agent can in, advise you, or like Sharon had said earlier walking through a basement and and it's just kind of like a blanket statement do you have perm do you have permits for the basement or you notice that there's yep. an addition did you have permits when you did the addition it's not really 
it doesn't matter to us. We just want to know so that yeah. we can help you get to the next. We're not um, questioning you. We're asking a question. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do say that a lot to people. It's like, yeah. look, I'm not putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. It's just we just honest. have to ask these questions. Well, yeah, because it's how do how can we help you best if we don't have all of the information? Yeah. And like, we're not the police. We're not going right. to go run into town hall and say, you know, oh, they didn't do this. But being upfront about it helps us avoid a bigger problem down Correct. down the line. Yeah. Um, and from a buyer's agent perspective, having somebody that's going to trigger to say, okay, well, in the same sense where, where I just walked through the, this house as a listing agent, am I going to walk through the house and say, oh, the basement's finished. Did they pull permits for it? And just ask the question yeah. to, to that listing agent. So, and, and there's one other thing I really want to make sure that I get it in because I promised yeah. that I would do this. Um, it's getting to be pool season. Mm, Pools yes. are so important, and I just want to take this time for You're everybody me again. to know. I'm sorry. I think you're okay. <laughs> I think you're okay. Pools. Make sure your pools are up to code. It can happen so quickly, and in a moment, you could lose a child in a pool. Yes. So please make sure that your fences are up. Please make sure that your gates open one way, and that is towards you, not into the pool area. It's a self-locking, self-latching gate that opens towards your chest, not into the pool area. The gate cannot swing both ways. Because um, of some... <laughs> oh, Mary. I don't even... I don't think I've ever seen your gate closed. <laughs> Does it have okay. a door? No, no. <laughs> Backward. No. Right, I'm getting the pool police. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're getting, getting the pool police. police. No, just, this the self-latching, though. That I know what you're talking self -latching, about Self-latching, self-locking gate on your pool. I'm talking, we're talking right now in-ground pools. Mm -hmm. You can have a fence all the way around your yard. Your gate has to open towards you. It cannot open into the pool area, which would be your backyard. Yeah. And if you have any doors that open to the pool, you need an audible alarm on those doors. So, so like doors important. from the house that open doors from the, the okay. house that open directly to the pool area. <laughs> like if you, you have need an, to have an indoor pool, alarm. I'm gonna put a padlock no, if on. No, if your doors open to your backyard and your fence is around your yard, okay, it means yeah. you can walk right out your back door and access your pool. There's yeah. no gate. There's oh, no fence yeah, around true. the pool. Yeah. So if you have doors that open directly to the pool area, then you need to have an audible alarm on those doors. No, well, that's really super, um, super important. It's just it's one of those things. You know, we talk. Um, I don't know. I just saw when Bodie Miller lost yeah. his child yeah. they made it a you know they made it part of their mission was to make sure that people have their pools up to code it's mm -hmm. and it's one of the top it's one of the top things it's like one of the top things that kills small children and it's not asked enough yeah. at your doctor's appointments or things like that if that's the second thing that children get into that could possibly hurt or kill them it should be a question that every parent is asked when they get to the pediatrician's office if you have a pool is it up to code yeah. It's a simple question. Yeah. It really is. And all you'd have to do is make sure that you have your audible alarms. If you have any doors that open to your pool area, mm -hmm. make sure that your fence is four feet tall um, and that the gate opens towards you and not into the pool area. You shouldn't be able to push on that gate and have it open. It should be really yeah. tough for them. I'm not saying that kids that want to get into a pool can get into a pool. But you want to make sure that you're taking every single precaution that you mm -hmm. possibly can to make sure that your pool is safe. And if anybody has any questions about that and building, bring it up to code, it's building department. Building department, your fence company should be able to help you without any problem because mm, they, even your you know. pool company, right? Absolutely. Pool company yeah, should they know should as well. I'll know what the yep. codes are. Yep. And above ground pools, same thing. If you have a gate, you know how they have a gate at, yeah. the, at the foot of the pool and yeah. then the ladder the, yeah. or the steps that go up. That gate has to open towards you and has to be self-latching and self-locking. Huh. So, super important.
Mary's really? gonna go look at her pool when she gets home. <laughs> oh, I think I have one of those old fences that you just kind of yeah. like you know what I'm. You just hit the latch. You hit the latch. Yeah, you hit the latch and it goes up. I don't remember which way it it's, swings, and I'm sure that was to code at the time. Yeah, but it's not up to code ways. to pools today. It's just like it's my thing. I'm sorry, it's my jam. I tell everybody <laughs> it's, my it's my jam. When Saving kids in, is my jam, and yeah. it's the building inspector. It's one of the building inspector's most important things that he says to everybody. Okay. I don't want this ever to be on my conscience, so yeah. make sure your pools are up to code and standards. I don't want it to be on my conscience. Like, I'm thinking I'm having kids in the next three or something. <laughs> I know, I years. know. I know. So. We only have a couple minutes left, so final thoughts tonight, ladies, on this topic? I think in the in the grand scheme of to permit or not to permit, if we had our yes buttons from last week... Oh, we do. We there's some... Oh, it would be a hard yes, yes hard on, yes on permits. Permit. Pull your permits. To pull permit. Your permits. Yeah. They're not out to get you. It's not anybody's out to get you trying to make, you know, money off of you. You're trying to get the work that you're done to your house that's safe. We yeah. just want everybody to be safe in mm-hmm. your own home. That's yeah. so important. Absolutely. That is our number one... Number Priority. One thing. Priority. Safety. Safety. You know? Um, Tracy, how can people get in touch with you? Okay. If you need to get in touch with me, you can reach me on my cell phone, which is 617-620-8484, or on my email address, tracy at bostonconnect.com, or on our webpage at thegradyteam.com. Oh, is it live? (laughs) It is live. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. Mary, how can people get in touch with our team? Oh, well, they can reach any of us at the office, usually. So you can call the office and ask for Mary, Melissa, or Sharon. Um, Directly, you can reach Sharon at 781-294-4848. You can reach myself at 774-444-7761. And just if you have a general question, just feel free to call as well. Um, And then... uh, we're pretty easy. Sharon at Boston Connect and Mary at Boston Connect. Go to bostonconnect.com. Melissa pretty- at Boston Connect. Melissa I'm at here Boston too. <laughs> well, sorry. Yep, that's okay. Um, we'll be back live next week. Until then, if you would like a one-on-one consultation regarding buying or selling a home, you can reach us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Thank you guys so much for Thank coming you for on. Thank you And uh, we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday.